let's talk about Sonny's golden child. Like, I yeah. feel like if there's an opportunity for a movie to pop up and you need a handsome lead and he's you need boyish charm, they're going to throw the dart and the dart is going to be thrown at a wall filled with pictures of Tom Holland. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films of Black and White, everybody. How are you all doing? It is a fantastic day to be with you all. Beautiful day to be with you all. Absolutely. Um, so we are super excited to be with you all. We have uh just a couple of things to kind of jump off the show because we're gonna start a little a little bit weird, but that's fine. Things happen. Um a little bit weird. Um, first off, Brian, um, our third heat is currently holding it down at his house yeah. sick because his kids have croup. Now, for those of you with not children, uh croup is like a nasty cough and cold that is just not a lot of fun to deal with. In younger kids, it can be kind of severe, kind of not severe. Um, but basically Brian sounds like an Urukai right now. Um, he wants to know where the halflings are and he smells man flesh all the time. Um, and so that is just, yeah, Brian, just getting after it. So So, Brian, we hope that you are feeling better, um, but that is why we are down a heat today. Um, the other thing is, is we were originally supposed to have a guest on the show. Um, Reagan from Reagan's Ratings over on TikTok was supposed to join us, and we ran into some unforeseen and uncorrectable uh, technical issues. So um, she is unable to join us, but we will be bringing her on um, for an episode in the near future. Um, so appreciate her being here, trying to figure it out. Tech stuff happens. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll throw on this stuff. Tech stuff. But more importantly, welcome um, to episode 101. Man, welcome to episode 101. Nothing like starting out the gate. Um, but Marcus, how are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm pretty good. Um, I am here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm here. It was a weird Monday, but it was. It's like the weather was bomb as hell. Oh right? yeah, the weather was fire as fuck for it to be the winter in South Dakota. Oh, it was like yeah. 56 degrees outside. I had shorts on, showing my legs like a little hussy. Um, so you know, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. How, yeah. How'd that work out for you? Were you getting cat called on campus? No, just by the verm cats in town. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. They would do that. How about um, you? I am doing it quite well. Um, Marcus, I went to the doctor today. Oh, um, nothing is wrong. I just it. haven't had a physical exam in 12 years and thought, well, and, what? and thought, I should probably have someone just take a look. And make sure everything's working the way it needs to. Is that on purpose or is yeah. that like yeah? I, okay. I operate the same way with my body as I do with most cars that I drive, which is if it's not making any weird sounds, there's no check engine light on. If it's running fine, no need to bring her in. Like, and so I figured, you know, two kids better safe than sorry. So yeah, so I went to the doctor today, but you're right, it was a good day. I was able to take the dogs for a walk. Kids got to ride their bike outside, so it was a great day overall. But Marcus, more importantly, uh-huh. you and I yeah. get to play a game of yeah. catch that quotable. Uh, just you and just you and me, or as I like to call it, stump the chumps, which is uh, not the thing Don't, we're going to call we're it. Not, no, why did you say that? I don't know. I just ever since we brought it up last week, but we're going to play catch that quotable. Um, And Marcus, are you ready ready. for our quote? 
Okay. Mm-hmm. If vengeance is all you seek, you will never be able to save mankind. Fight this war with me, not for one man, but for the whole world, Mr. President. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Read it again. Read it okay. again. Okay. Vengeance... Is this a quote from you? No. This is a okay. this is a user submitted quote. From the Patty from the Patty fan. This is a Patty family quote. Okay, okay, okay. okay. All right. All right. Me one more time. Are you ready? If okay. vengeance is all you seek. You will never be able to save mankind. Fight this war with me, not for one man, but for the whole world, Mr. President. Jesus, you know how many presidential movies there are? Too many. There are too many of them. There are too many of them. Okay, so now I'm trying to figure out, is it a sci-fi presidential movie or is this one of those serious like era time era movies? There's no hints, right? We haven't done hints. Mm, no, there are no hints. There are no hints on this. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay. You have a guess? Do you have an idea? My guess okay. was that it was going to be something like Mars Attacks, right? I like thinking the same movie. Yeah, and I was thinking that because it's for the whole world, which makes me like think, oh, okay, um, it's, it's going to be, it's got to be something like that. But, but that line guess. feels so serious, though. It like, does feel serious. And so it makes me kind of think of X-Men because Charles ball-headed ass has talked to the president <laughs> several times <laughs> popping up in the president's office in the middle of a goddamn TV recording. That's true. Um, and then even younger Charles. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, I feel like it could be X-Men. And then he said vengeance. So now I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, I all I can think about is the Batman. I was thinking from, Batman. That's all I can think too. Okay, let's. We got to make a guess. So, where, okay, where what's, we, your guess? what's your guess? I'm gonna guess Mars Attacks. Okay, I'm gonna go an X Men movie. I don't know which one. But okay, I'm just, just general. Did yeah. you just get done watching all of those too? I I I, I can't get through the <laughs> Phoenix. I can't. I can't finish it. I can't That's stomach fine. that whole That's experience. Fine. It's a shit show. That's um, it is a shit show. It's like what? Why did Gene get taken by the Phoenix and got horny? I don't understand what happened, but <laughs> neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, you think I'm oh, exaggerating, but I'm not. I'm, I am. I know you're not. Yeah. All right, Marcus. We were both wrong. Well, you were kind of right. You were kind of right with the like, is this a serious movie? Okay. Um, or not? What is um, it? This is point. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, which came out in 2012, submitted by Roman Myers. Um. And that's why I was kind of like, you're kind of uh, right because it's kind of serious, but also yeah. it's ridiculous. So man, that's where the mankind part, you know, it's interesting. I remember hmm. the year that movie came out because there was another serious Abraham Lincoln movie that I think it was Lincoln. It was I Lincoln. Think it was Lincoln or was it Pride and Prejudice? It was one or the other. I think it was like Lincoln came it out was the same Lincoln. year. Yeah. I and think I was right. like, oh, which movie is which? Because, the, you know without actually going in and seeing it, I really couldn't tell the difference, but it was like, it was weird. Yeah. It was two Abraham Lincoln movies and on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Yes, there was. So Lincoln starring uh, Daniel day Lewis came out in 2012 and a- Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter also came out in 2012. So they were really tapping into Lincoln that yeah, year. They I were trying to what, squeeze him for all he got. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. the fuck that was, but yeah, no, I have absolutely no idea, but they have it. Good. Good. Yeah, shout out to Roman. Um, and shout out to Roman for that. I also want to take a quick moment to shout out another member of our Patty family, which is Chris Schultons. Oh, Chris okay. uh, recently has started taking um, like Game Boys and like Game Boy Colors and old school Game Boys and like fixing them up. And he told us that last week, our whole conversation about manifesting and not saying hope, but start saying like, um, believe, right? Like he has registered to go to a Comic-Con that's going to be in Madison, Wisconsin to sell them. And we were a part of that inspiration. Yes. Congratulations. Isn't that cool? Not just because it's us, but congratulations on just and just doing it. Like there's yeah. no better feeling than just doing something that you believe in and you have a passion for, for and sure. So, you know, I just want to say, mate, hold on, I gotta, I'm gonna give you everything that I can. Yeah, everything. Give it all. Give it all. 
That was yeah. amazing. That was yeah, amazing. he told he told Brian and I this, us this weekend. I was like, well, that's really cool. Like, good for you, man. So, um, if you are in uh, Comic Con, which will be in the Madison, Wisconsin area, uh, check Chris out. Um, he's got some really cool stuff. We've seen some pictures of things um, he's posted um, to friends of us from college. So it looks pretty dope. So good, good, nice. good looking on you, Chris. Yes. Um, Marcus, speaking uh -huh. of video games, yes, you and I, yeah, see what I did there? Um, you and I took some time this weekend to go see Uncharted, um, starring yeah. Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Um, and Marcus, I would love it if you would please relegate us with your barbershop summary for Uncharted. Yeah, okay. So basically, what had happened was you got this one young kid, right? And he, mm -hmm. when he lived in an orphanage, had a brother. The brother wasn't fucking with the orphanage life and was an adventurer. And they was like, they got pirates in their blood on some Peter Pan type shit, right? And so, like, they, you know, they were adventurers. They were going, they were mm -hmm. sneaky, they were good at doing shit. And so what you have is this movie is this: these two brothers get split up. You know what I mean? One is an adventurer and they, you know, they follow their bloodline and all this other stuff like that. And then the other goes and continues life and he becomes kind of like a, not not kind of he becomes a pickpocket but he's he's like a yeah. sleuth um very smooth sleuth kind of guy that's sexy tom holland sexy peter parker mm -hmm. Parkour. peter parker is basically what this whole movie is um and so basically you get sully who's mark Wahlberg, which we'll get to that discussion later mm, so, absolutely we will yeah it's a weird thing so you get sully sully comes and recruits uh uh is his name his name is not nate is his name mm -hmm. Nathan? Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake is Tom's character's name. Yes, Tom, Sully Tom. So, is. Yep, is is yes. Yeah. So so Sully comes and recruits Nathan Drake because he knows about um, Nathan through his brother Sam, and Sam used to brag about him all the time, and he figured Sam that he Sam would have told Nathan about some of the secrets about this big hidden treasure um, that was hidden in mm, Barcelona. Somewhere yep. around yep. they kind of traveled around yep. a lot, hopped all around a lot. And so there's this big hidden treasure. People forgot. There's a whole bunch of people after the treasure. Antonio Banderas is after the treasure. <laughs> he hired this assassin. And then there's another young lady who's after the treasure who backstabs people. And then there's Tom Holland and there's Sully, who's also after the treasure. If you're into like a catch-22 movie where everybody's like, gotcha, motherfucker, then this may be the movie for you because that's all they do this entire yeah. time. Indiana Jones so, with a twist. Yes, was like, oh, and yeah, it's like if M. Night Shyamalan wrote every single Catch-22 of this movie, <laughs> this is exactly what you get. So basically, they go on this adventure to find this gold. Everybody's backstabbing each other because nobody trusts each other, and it's a whole weird thing. And then you get Antonio Banderas, who's trying to prove his father right by killing his father or, you know, prove his work to his father by killing his father. And then you get the assassin who's like, used to be a partner of Sully's, but doesn't trust him. Then there's the other young lady who used to be a partner of Sully's doesn't trust him and now tom holland is a partner is a partner of sully and doesn't trust him sully is a partner of sully and sully don't even trust sully so like there's this whole thing they're looking for these two boats filled with gold and everybody's just pointing the finger at each other and like how to get who's going to get there first and who's going to stab each other in the back first i mean yeah basically this is like i have series. no experience with the video game y'all by the way like that was going to be my next question is yeah. did you have any experience with the video game in any fashion none i okay. heard about it i've heard about uncharted i've heard um who is the guy that voices nathan drake he's he's big i think he did firefly right is it uh in the video game nathan i don't think it's nathan fillion is it is it it sounds like nathan fillion like i literally thought that the whole persona of nathan drake when i've been watching these cutscenes was nathan fillion and if it's not that's so interesting to me yeah it's uh the actors the voice actor's name is nolan north so it's um, not Nathan. It's not it Nathan. Is not not is not Nathan Fillion. No, not at all. Look, okay, I know, but he's got that very part. like Nathan Fillion esque voice for he sure. He does. That's yeah. what I definitely. I feel like if it was maybe five years ago, mm -hmm. maybe even seven years ago, then Nathan yeah. Fillion would be perfect for this role. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. Oh, um. Uh, Marcus, I want to give you a rundown of just some of the like the box office type stuff, um, as well as the people who are in it. So this was directed by Ruben Fleischer. Um, he was Ruben? also directed um, uh, Zombieland, 30 Minutes or Less. Uh, he also directed 
um, Zombieland Double Tap. He worked on Venom. He worked on Venom 2. Um, so those are the movies that he has been involved with um, as a director, So, which is pretty cool. I actually didn't know that um, I did not make the Venom connection. Um, so, um, And then it also starts stars um, Tom Holland, Mark Wahlberg, Sophia Ali, Tati Gabrielle, and Antonio Banderas are in this movie. Um, the budget was roughly $90 million to $120 million, somewhere in there. And as of February 18th, uh, or as of most recently, uh, February 27th, it made $226.4 million. So this movie is an absolute bombshell hit a hundred percent. So, yeah. um, yeah, so there you have that. Um, I have a question. Yes. What dictates a failure nowadays? Because that's a great question. You have to hit a certain point in order to justify getting a sequel. First of all, mm-hmm. you have heavy hitters like Tom Holland, obviously is yeah. the golden child of Sony. And then you got Mark Wahlberg, who is also a big, a uh, big star in this as well. Yeah. And Darius, obviously. Right. Um, as the more familiar faces, not to say everyone else is not. So, you know, what 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 dignifies like a hit? Like, I know you make Great your money question. back and then some, but then does that automatically mean we need to get sequels to this? Or yeah. do, is the sole purpose just to get your money back? So, like, because has it changed from what it used to be? That's a great question. I think I think for me, I've always I've always put it in two camps, right? Like I've always put the the first camp is like, is it a financial success? Because I think there are movies that are financially successful that are like not good movies yeah. um, that that just for some reason, one reason or another, just don't hit the way that they need to. And audiences like generally don't like them. Um, and I think on the other end of it, there are movies that are not financially successful, but movies go like gangbusters for. Um, and so like. I think Constantine is a great example of that. Like the, the movie with Keanu Reeves, that movie is, was not like a critical, it was not like a financial hit, but audiences really enjoyed it. Um, And so I think that that's something to keep in mind. This one's kind of in that camp of it's both a, like it's both a, um, it's, it was a financial success, but, maybe not necessarily a critical success. It's only at 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. See, that's interesting. But from a financial perspective, it's killing it. Now, I think the other thing to keep in mind is there are no other action movies in the theater right now. Like the only other action movie that it's in the theater is Spider-Man No Way Home. And that continues for people to go out and see. Also another Tom Holland movie. Also another Sony project. So it's interesting. It's interesting. I think that's you bring up a really good point of like, I think you almost have to separate them out a little bit and have that conversation of like, okay, this was a financial success. This was a critical success. And they are not mutually they are they are not mutually exclusive like they can be one or the other or both so it just depends it it just it seems like an expensive test run because uncharted is a video game we know that there are multiple stories of uncharted that you can tell and from my kind of self-interpretation sony had a whole playstation productions banner yeah in front of the movie and it included some of the other things we like we know we've had assassin's creed yep. i know like an assassin's creed movie a long time ago and then yeah. like we've gotten this movie is the goal for them to make more movies like of course i feel like they're going to make more uncharted movies mm-hmm. because at least a sequel or a trilogy because there's sure. so many cutscenes in this damn movie after the movie was over that I didn't fully understand. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, oh, haha, there's yeah. another cutscene. That means something, right? Look, the cat's there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a cigar and a mustache. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's important. Yeah. I, I mean, that's from what I know. I played like one of the video games. Like, I played for like, I think I played it for maybe half an hour. And then I was like, I don't know, man. This just isn't my bag. Um, and so, like, I just kind of gave up on it. Um, but I know that Sully has a mustache um, in the video game, so it looked yeah. more 
more video game correct, I think is what it would say. That's what um, this whole movie felt like. Like they were just like, we have characters who kind of look like these characters. Well, and I think that right, that's been the it. I think that's been the problem with like every single video game movie, like even going back to like Super Mario Brothers, like back in the day, is it's like, okay, we're gonna take elements from that that are going to have to be creatively different because we're we're not in that space. But yeah. then we're also gonna take things that you know and love that are gonna be little Easter eggs in there for you as as somebody who sees those. And I think that's why video game movies are hard to execute. I mean, mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed did not do well. Um, they didn't, they didn't there was, rush to make a sequel. No. And I think that's another good point that you bring. Like, I think that's another good point that's worth exploring is does everything need a sequel? Like, I know that like we are in the day and age of like Marvel and we're in the day and age of like, everything is a part of a shared like universe. But I think that there are places and times where that shared universe and that shared space doesn't work. And yeah, or I just don't care enough to need it or want it. And there's something about getting into this movie and a little bit of my critique. This movie didn't make me give a shit about seeing what happened to them after. No, not at all. I agree with that. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, I just... I I agree with that wholeheartedly. As somebody who didn't understand what was going on, and this partially could be the handicap for me, is Mm -hmm. that I didn't have any experience with the video game. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Right. I feel like for those that may not, you can't just tell a story that focuses around. Like, Mm -hmm. I get the gist of a treasure, a hunt for treasure movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I know the baseline of that. National Treasure, stuff, Indiana Jones, Nash, both covered it. Yep, they've I've seen it before, but this one was like, okay, what was the importance? Is mm-hmm. it the backstabbing? Is that the thing that makes the video game great? That right. because they did a whole lot of that in this movie. Is right. it the action sequences that make it like what it is? Because I'll tell you what, they had amazing shots and scenes in this movie. I think that were really really good. Oh, for sure. Um, and I think that they were kind of, for the most part, consistent with the hunt for treasure, the readings and all of the clues and shit like that. Everything made sense. It wasn't too forced. Everything just kind of fit right. where it was supposed to. So I'll give them I will give them that. Oh, for but sure. I didn't give a fuck that they met this guy with an eye patch and the thing. And I was like, OK, I don't know what the fuck is going on. There's a right. cat. Is there significance to the cat I that I'm missing? I, I didn't know, know what the fuck was going on. I really I to be honest, I couldn't tell you any of it because, like I said, thirty minutes in a game that you're supposed to spend thirty hours on, I did not. <laughs> I didn't even scratch the surface. I played like the training and went nope and like turned it <laughs> off. So <laughs> that's just me. Yeah, um, anyway, um, but yeah, I think and you bring up a good point. I mean, this movie did have some like positive things going for it, and I will say that they're they're on location shots. Like when they're in Spain, when they are in the um, islands in the South Pacific, when they are in New York, in that auction house, those are cool sequences and cool scenes. I just wish it didn't take me 20 minutes of exposition to get to our, and that's the thing I think it's interesting is it's, I almost feel a little weird calling it an action movie because it, for an action movie, there was not a lot of action. When it gets to the action, it's, it's good. good for the action. But it it is a it's heavy in dialogue. And I think I said this to Doug in the middle of the th- well, we were talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a video game, the video game has to give you dialogue even throughout while you're walking around. And oh, for sure. Like of to explain kind of background and give you story. Mm-hmm. When you translate that over to a movie, it becomes really dialogue heavy. Yeah. Kind of like it comes annoying. play over to a movie. Right. It it feels kind of weird. So they were doing a lot of talking and a lot of explanation. And I'm not saying I just needed a bang bang shoot 'em up type of film. Not at oh, all. No. I think I need the context, but this one just felt like, okay, like we get it. You don't trust each other. You miss your brother. Sully sucks. Like, god <laughs> damn, can we like get to something else, please? Oh, that's amazing. Sully sucks. Um <laughs> Uncharted. This movie's AKA is gonna be Sully sucks. Like that's yeah, Uncharted. Sully, Sully sucks. That was the whole thing. Everybody kept repeating the same guy, and they would have never got backstabbed if Sully wasn't an asshole. 
And oh, all yeah. he had to do was just not be a, and you see how easy it was for him not to be an asshole in the end. Like yeah. I was like, okay, you could have just been done that. And this is a great point. And I'm so glad you brought this up because I think my biggest issue with much of the like espionage backstabbing elements to it is that there's just no payoff. Like, you know, like if we're going to, if you and I are going to make a movie and you're like, all right, Doug, I want there to be a twist. I'm going to use so much suspense leading up into this twist. You are going to be like, Oh, something's coming. Like I'm going to use my ability of like camera and lighting and acting to like really play up these moments, but they were just so cheap moments. It was like, yeah, give me the map. Yeah, no, I have it now. He's going to screw you. Give me the map. And then yeah. later it was like, surprise. I killed Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Enjoy that. Hope it, you that guys was- get that. All of it was just the so most shocking odd. shit that just didn't make sense to me either. Yeah. Um. They so okay. They take to Antonio Banderas's dad is going to give away their fortune to the people. Mm-hmm. Antonio Banderas tells him no, and it's not like, yours. It's not yours to give away. It's our family's history. And his dad is like, you know what, boy, fuck you. And then like goes and they get in his car and the assassin is in the back seat. With the dad and Antonio mm-hmm. Banderas is in the front. He sl- she slits the dad's throat. Okay, or draws a red line across his throat. We're still not I'm, sure. <laughs> <laughs> a very light, like a like a sharpie marker type of red line is drawn across his. Yeah, because then when she goes and slits Antonio Banderas's throat in a surprise backstabbing moment that I guess the crew was on board for. Yeah, they, they with all of their guns. Watched the person who had actively been paying them and went, yeah, we're cool with this. <laughs> yeah. Which I just like, don't understand. Was that the plan from the jump or what the fuck was going on? I don't know, but it was just, it was, it was some bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. And I there's just, some, oh, damn, I was really trying to understand that in real time and my brain just shut down. <laughs> I, it just didn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. It just, it, it didn't make sense. They tried to make that the aha moment. Yeah, and I think it came too late in the movie. He was giving, he was delivering this big speech, and I think I had heard enough talking that I was like, "Boy, I wish somebody would just shut him the fuck up." And then it was, it was her, and I was more, I wasn't like, "Oh my god," I was more like, "Thank God," because he was talking. I think the other thing is, is that my my issue with it is how many like backstabby like catch 22 style moments had happened like leading up to that there was sully walks out of nathan in the auction house there was um they don't the whole exchange in the basement of the church of like don't you trust me then there was the whole exchange of the like give me the map then there was the whole exchange of like oh forget when she took the cross Oh, uh, yep. 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 She took she took the cross and she took the map. And then there was the whole exchange of like, oh, surprise. I'm working for Antonio Banderas now. That's four or five twists before to your point or the main twist before what I think is the big reveal, which is surprise. We're going to kill off Antonio Banderas and nobody sees that coming. So I think the problem is, is like you watered down the twists so much that by yeah. the time we actually got to it, I was like, fuck this. I don't even care. Like, okay, yeah. who isn't? Is that guy going to turn on? <laughs> is that like you just kind of pointed a character and they might turn on a guy, which is they just might, seems yeah. weird. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like back then that would have worked if it was like twist after twist after twist. Oh, sure. Like I feel like there is a point in movie watching in my movie watching experience where i would have been all on board like damn it's just one thing after another mm-hmm. like but because this felt more like a comedy than it did a <laughs> actual serious tone thriller yeah I, I was just like okay god damn it we know the first of all here's my first problem okay the, everybody in this movie is gorgeous at no yes. point does anybody get more blood on them than a little Nick. Uh, even the man whose throat is slit on camera. <laughs> it's it's a little scratch across his throat, uh-huh. but everybody's so sexy that nobody, this is treasure hunting, bullets are flying, knives are being thrown, a lady got thrown into glass, and there, nobody 
has any type of markings or any type of like proof that y'all are some treasure hunters. Everybody I mean, just stays sexy this entire time. There should and can, uh, here's the other thing. I want to have a conversation with the men and women of Barcelona in this movie. Um, Sirs and madams, you watched a jacked, grown-ass man throw a woman through what looks like bulletproof glass. Um, Excuse me? None of you are going to be like, hey, man, can you not? like? No one's yeah. gonna call the police. Nobody, Nothing? nobody said a goddamn thing when he picked her up. Which I do appreciate the equality in this because oh, usually sure. I don't know if I see a lot of that where the man, you know, is just a fair fight. It's a one on one fight. They you know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't know how often we see that, but he picked her ass up, threw her into the plexiglass, and called it a day. Yeah, and the other thing, like the manager doesn't show up. No, I mean I get the Nobody. the employee behind the can the, the employee behind the counter. They're like, "Fuck this! I'm not getting paid for this." They both they 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 dipped, but the manager doesn't come out and be like, "Whoa! If y'all don't stop, I'm gonna call the police." Well, to nothing. be fair, if he <laughs> just picked her up and threw her into the plexiglass, that's I'd fair. Be, I'd be afraid he'd be probably toss my big ass too because this guy's jacked to be a yeah. That's hunter. fair. That's fair. Like, but you're he right. Can't fall through any like small crevices. Mark Wahlberg no, showed us too fucking wide. He doesn't have the mobility to like bring his arms. Hell like, no. To, to Hell no. He did, um, you see, he didn't do any of that parkour that fucking Peter Parker was doing. Tom Holland was no. doing this whole time. No, but and also jumping off of everything. Yeah. I also like how they just gave it like a two second training montage to establish that he had the reliable upper body to be able to pull himself up. And what like, job is he working to, <laughs> to live in the house that he was in? He was a bartender and yeah, in, had in New York place to have a rope and lived in a a clock tower. I don't. I. I mean, for all, it looked like he he lived in a clock tower slash lighthouse slash penthouse apartment in New York City on a oh, bartender salary. Bro, this motherfucker. There's no way you are swiping enough. Watches bracelets from the rich at a bar no. to afford the rent at that place. No way. No. And at some point in time, aren't the people who lost all their shit at G Shucks, I don't know, that bar <laughs> gonna show up and be like, Hey, have you seen my shit? Like, <laughs> like, hey, I lost this two thousand dollar bracelet that here that my mom gave me. Yeah. I've retraced my steps. It's here. It, uh, it's no, here. Sorry, haven't seen it. Like, no, what the no. fuck? I don't give a um, fuck how cute Tom Holland is. There's no way you're getting away with murder like that. No, absolutely not. Um, but to stay on Mark Wahlberg just for a second. Marky Mark. He did not he enjoy this here. movie. No, he he, didn't he like was him. so mad that yeah. he was here. He He's was good. like, that's what happens when you get called in. Like, you ever have those moments where you're at work and you don't want to be there, but you know you have to show up because you have important shit to do that day? That is Mark Wahlberg in this movie. He is, I'm just here so I don't get fined and that I don't get fired. I have a meeting later. I'm not here for you. I'm here for the people I'm meeting with later. Um, He was not feeling that at all. He did not give a shit. Here's my thing about Mark Wahlberg. Is he really acting? Because (laughs) at some point, it just feels like (laughs) they just put a name over the character and just like, your name is Sully. And he repeats it and says, my name is Sully. I'm Sully in the same Mark Wahlberg accent. Every actor has every character is going to have the same accent, the same sound, the same sense of humor. There was nothing that said you're Sully outside of the clothes and the mustache that they put on this motherfucker. So I'm not understanding what's happening here. I have no idea what's happening here. I mean, he was basically where Mark Wahlberg was acting the last movie, because I think there is one out there. The Departed. I mean, the Departed. The Departed. The Departed he really act. He really the acted Departed. in. Um, I mean, he was really good when he just started to get started. He was in a movie called Boogie Nights, which was really good. I remember. Boogie yeah, Nights. he he acted in that. I'm thinking, give me something recent. I'm not saying that he had. I'm thinking lately, because there. Oh, there. No, that wasn't fucking Mark Wahlberg. That was goddamn. Uh, I was thinking about that Paramount movie. That wasn't Mark Wahlberg. Um, no, I don't think so. It was pretty good. It was Infinity. Is it Infinity? I forgot what it's called. I have no idea. Anyway, I mean, the only thing I can think of that he's been in recently was he was in that movie with Will Ferrell, the other guys. 
He was in Transformers and he was in um oh fuck, what was that other one? Um and I feel like he was in was it Daddy's Home? Was he in that too? Yeah, he was in Daddy's Home. So he was in Daddy's Home. Those so basically the- Mark he was just being Mark Wahlberg. He was just being Mark Wahlberg. And yeah. so I think that's fair. I do want to share this piece of information with you because it is very interesting to me. Now you can take it with a grain of salt because anytime these, like anytime these things come out, you never really know. Um, So he, Oh, the fighter. He was in the fighter with Christian Bale where he played a boxer from Boston is very, that's actually very good and recent ish. Um, But (laughs) <laughs> so Mark Wahlberg and I got this article from comicbook.com and it came out March 2nd, 2020. So two years ago. Um, and apparently that's when Mark wall, it was revealed that he had been attached to play Nathan Drake for about 10 years. And then surprise, they basically recast Nathan Drake and made it a ton, made it a younger person now with Tom Holland. And and so here's the thing. Here's a quote from Mark Wahlberg. He told this to Collider. I was attached for years and years to play Nathan Drake. And now I'm playing Sully. Wahlberg told Collider, even with the fighter, there was a ticking clock there. There was a biological clock. We got to get going quickly. And apparently the, this article says that he was being very, very candid. Um, but Ooh. yeah, man, this 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 movie has been like scheduled to get made for since 2009. Well, what took so goddamn long? I have absolutely no idea. But that's kind of where it's at. And so he <laughs> so if he seems pissed or irked or maybe not excited to be there. Yeah, I'd be pretty mad too should I find out that um should I find out that this is where it's at. This you're going to take my that's job gotta be to somebody else. That's got yes. that's, that has to be fr- like, because to me they didn't have any chemistry in this movie at all. No. They were chemistryless. From what I watched in the cutscenes just to kind of get some more background information. Him and Sully had a and Brian told us that there's a mentor brother father son type relationship between sure. sully and nathan yep. in the game which is true based off of what i watched and yep. there isn't a lot of backstab there is nowhere near as much backstabbing that is happening in those cutscenes that was happening in this movie right so i just felt like they just did not have any chemistry also let's talk about sonny's golden child like i yeah. feel like if there's an opportunity for a movie to pop up and you need a handsome lead and he's you need boyish charm they're gonna throw the dart and the dart is gonna be thrown at a wall filled with pictures of tom holland uh, especially if it's sony like especially you know other other studios might take a risk but it does certainly feel as if and i and i feel this way kind of about like sony in general right now like back in the golden age of film they used to have like when you signed as an actor you signed with a studio. You did yeah. not sign yeah. with a like a director or just one movie. You signed with a studio. And, and if you look at the people who are involved with this, so this is just the Wikipedia, and this is some of the people who are like, like who are involved. So, like I said, Ruben Fleischer also involved in both Venom movies and Zombieland. So all like Sony production, Sony productions. Um, then you have Tom Holland acting in it, which is a, a big deal. And guess who was producing it? Av- our man, Avi Arad from Spider-Man three oh, also wow. involved, also involved with Spider-Man no way home also produced this movie. So there Avi, is a- Avi, you need to come on this podcast. We want to talk explain to, you. to me some type of background context on your history with Sony. I would love to know. There is something there that your name keeps popping up and and only people who really do the research, like when Doug looks and research this stuff and, and brings it to the pot, would know that there's a consistent name behind the scenes mm-hmm. of what's going on. I believe if we didn't live in the Internet era, Kevin Feige would be behind the scenes like Avi. Oh, yeah. Um, you'd never know. And like you would never see. You would even know what he looked like. But no. because we live in the Internet era, Kevin yeah. Feige has, has kind of had to become a personality for Disney or like a face kind of like when it comes to like the Marvel universe and stuff like that, because his name just kept popping up and the successes that came with it. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. I I couldn't agree more. It would have it would have been one of those things where those folks would have just like stayed hidden for sure. Yeah. And I, so I need to know some somebody's got to give me some history on Avi because he's tied to the failures of Spider-Man three, but the successes mm -hmm. of No Way Home. Way home. Yep. And Sony's recent successes in general. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and Sony also definitely appears to be having like a formula. Like yeah. they are they are not investing a lot of time into these movies. It has to be something that's relatively like and this isn't first. This is not me hating on it with the statement I'm about to make. It's obviously working like but they're saying we're not going to invest a ton of time in character ex exposition or development. We're going to shoot for an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes. No more. And we are you're going to get something that is a fun ride. That's an hour and 45 minutes starring people, you know, this ready, go. All right, great. We got Venom. OK, ready, go. Now you got Venom, too. Great. OK, now you have Uncharted. Like there are the past. Which if we start taking more, but so follow the same. The I same would pattern. be willing to. I mean, if I were a betting man, I'd put my money on that movie is going to be an hour and 47 minutes. Um, and because it's focusing on just one villain. There's going to be it's going to be that way. Well, the other guess. studios are already covering the three hour movies. You look at Endgame, you look at you look at I'm I'm pretty sure Multiverse of Madness is three hours. You look at it's No Way Home, me. that's also three hours. So like the other studios have that covered, which is kind of why I go back to D.C. Not to bring this up again, but I go back to D.C. and say, yeah. like, OK. And we've had this conversation. They have a formula of. Yes, there's the multiverse in DC, and they were kind of the first to do it that all of these different Earths exist. Yeah. So we're going to bring in a producer who's just going to create their own world and do their own thing. And it's not necessarily yeah. connected, but then you look at Peacemaker, and the ending of Peacemaker kind of says Oof. Zack Snyder's universe still exists up until Flashpoint, I'm assuming. So I like, assume I see so. why they did that. It's like, hey, yes, this is still going on in the background until you get to the Flashpoint and Aquaman, oh, yeah. where things will then change by the end of those movies. Yeah. Um, by the way, Morbius's running time is an hour and 48 minutes. According oh, you to hit Google. that bitch right on the head. <laughs> you hit that motherfucker right on the head. I don't like to toot my own horn, but that's that's, that's pretty good. Bob Barker ain't got shit on you, me. Like, you, right, bring you me up prices right. I got you this shit. motherfucker right on the head. But I think you have something there, though. I think you're right, especially like a, if you think about it, like what have been critiques of movies lately that are have been in this same area, right? Like that are that are like either like comic booky or actiony that I would say are not like they're not dramas. They're not like I almost you have to isolate it. So in this sphere of the like comic booky action movie sort of I don't like to call it like pop filmmaking because that, yes, like that's what pop, it is. like a, like a pop filmmaking. Mm -hmm. It's an. I mean, movies that are too long, people say like, okay, it was great, but mm -hmm. did I need, and you and even you and I were going through in pre-pro talking about the Batman, people yeah. are using the word over long, which means it's too long. So like Sony is, if Sony's going to pitch itself and be the antithesis of that, then they're going to have a success. Like, do you like going to the movies, but don't want to invest two hours and 53 minutes? Well, come see Uncharted. It's an hour and 47. Sony Sony definitely feels like it's more if you're a fan fan and you are a nerd and you're really willing to dive into this shit, you'll go into the Disney Marvel universe and you'll sit in oh, there sure. and you'll watch yeah. it for three hours. If you're somebody who's not really necessarily looking for comic book accurate, but just looking for a good time with yep. a character you're partly familiar with, I feel like you can kind of go to Sony and Sony will, hey, we got this character. We took it in a different direction. I hope you enjoy it. It'll be fun ride. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like I'm I'm I, I feel like I need some of those movies just as much as I need the three hour, four hour Zack Snyder. Don't oh, don't sure. me. Y'all know how I get down with the fucking Snyder right. cut. I need to rewatch that yeah. shit now. Yeah. It's it's almost like Sony was like, Okay, I hear all these girls on TikTok saying that they're not here for a long time, but for a good time. And what if we did that. What what if we did that too? And so essentially it's Sony pictures, not here for a long time, but you're here for a good time. Like that's like that. 
That's their that's their fucking Sony, that's their fucking Sony's mantra, man. Sony the freak of the uh, movie. <laughs> He's not trying to settle down. Sony got commitment issues. Three yeah. hours. Fuck, yeah, fuck you. Fuck I mean, no. one night stand, me baby. Yeah, I mean, I I want to have like four shots of vodka and be done with this in an hour and forty five. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Four shots of vodka. I mean, Sony knows how to party. Um, Sony knows how to party. But I uh, mean, that's yeah, that's a good point. Here's one of the things I did like. Okay, good. Um, Goddamn Holland. Yep. He can't do no wrong in my eyes, and I pray he's not racist or anything. Has done any sexist or done any fucked up shit? Mark the day and time. I mean, you know what I mean. I gotta say it. So like. (laughs) You know, I gotta say it just because he got Zendaya, everybody. He's dating Zendaya. What the fuck does that mean? Like Joe mm-hmm. Rogan has a half black stepdaughter as a stepchild, and was still getting his shit off. So Not miss me that. that shit. Um, yeah, you, you look it up. You got to Google it. Um, so uh, Tom Holland. What I liked about this movie is there are certain scenes where it feels like they could kind of age him up a bit, like the way he was dressing or the dialogue. You know, it's it's easy to do. You put a leather jacket on him, broad with broad shoulders, yeah. and you know, all black. There were scenes where he looked like he was older, even in the suit. You know, I don't know how old Tom Holland is, and I think he might be twenty five, but he just is a he's kind of a smaller guy, shorter guy. So being next to Mark Wahlberg, it was good to see them in certain scenes where he was like aged him up a bit, where he was yeah. like adultish. So yeah. I did like that, and I did like his take on the character in this. Like he wasn't stupid. And no. that's what I was hoping that, oh, fuck, this guy's going to be just oblivious and he'll be smart in one area, but not smart in the other. Like, no, he was like, they kind of stuck to the the uh, game, video game character when it came yeah. to that. Right next they, they, yeah, they let him be smart. Tom Holland is yeah. 25. Like, you got it. Um, But yeah, like, they let him be smart. I think the other thing that, like, I I appreciate about his, like, the way he played this is... um he did a really good job of not trying to be like dumb, bumbling teenager, like, like, like the, like tripping over himself or becoming too awfully enamored with like a, like a love interest. Like he he was, he was, he understood the world that he was playing in. Mm -hmm. I do think though, that like there are moments where you can see Peter Parker in his performance. And so I'd be really kind of curious about like timeline of shooting. Like when did they shoot this? When did they shoot that? Because that scene on the ship when he's steering and he's giving commands to people who aren't there, I'm like, that's not very Nathan Drakey. That's very much like a, that feels very Peter Parker-esque. I feel like there was an article that came out mm-hmm. um, that talked about the time that Tom Holland like talked about the timeline of the two. Um, oh, oh sure. he said, Yeah, he, uh, he said it in express.co.uk. Un- playing Nathan Drake was tougher than Spider-Man. Um, and he, he kind of touched about how um, uh, it was difficult for him to play the suave thrill seeker on the big screen despite right. having played the Marvel hero six times. So right. basically, it just kind of goes on to say that you know they, they're two opposite characters, but I do think that the timeline was very close to each other because look at the I release. Think- yeah, that's true. I mean, he unless they just had that footage for Uncharted from before, but I mean, and again, it's Sony, so they're gonna work with him they and said let he him. Was too sexy. I think they said the haircut was Nathan Drake haircut on the set of Peter Parker. They had to readjust sexy. it. Like it was too old. It made him look too old. Oh or sure, like matured that. him up too much. I have to look it up. I have to. That's um, funny. Try to find that later. And but, I yeah. also remember like us being worried that like Tom Holland was gonna try and play. Mark Wahlberg, because he remember, he said like he took a lot of his cues from Mark and he felt like he was trying to match Mark Wahlberg. We did a story on that back when this movie was sort of like first coming out that he's trying to match Mark. And I don't think he did that at all. I just don't think that he and Mark had any goddamn chemistry at all. I don't think they had. Maybe behind the scenes, they were like better off work scene, like friends or whatever. But I, I think on there was there wasn't a lot of there wasn't even a lot of chemistry with the supposed love interest, which felt so weird and halfway done to me. Yeah. Um, they introduced it and then didn't introduce it, like kind of made it not a thing. They kind of made it like this will they, won't they until 
he sort of like, and I guess that's sort of like the maturity of like Nathan, right? In the movie, that's supposed to be his arc a little bit of like, you know, Sully accuses him of being immature and only looking at, you know, only seeing doe eyes for the woman. And then, you know, Tom or Nathan has to escape that by he's, he screwed her over by sending her the wrong coordinates. So it's sort of, it was like a, a will they, won't they until they got to that moment. So yeah, I'm not really sure where they went with that. I I didn't really like the pay. I mean, I could have done without it, but it also felt like it was trying to be, this movie has a series of moments where it's trying to be a red herring where it's trying to throw you off the scent. It's trying to throw you off the trail, but it's just so clumsy in its execution that you just, you're like, it's like watching a toddler trying to like bob and weave when you're chasing them. Like they, they like, they go this way, but they don't have the, like the skills to be able to actually execute it. So you're like, Oh, I'm, you have to play it up and be like, Oh, where'd he go? Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Oh, they killed Antonio Banderas. No, I, I you're right. He's who's, who's gonna do it now? Ooh. Like that's very much of that like style of like. No, I was not either. So, I um, and I feel like I feel like the way that the movie is written is good. So oh, I yeah. didn't have a problem with the story. No, I didn't have a problem with the sequences. I just feel like there was not a lot of chemistry on set. Um, yeah, between any of the characters because I can't name there was more chemistry between the, the big Irish guy fighting Tom Holland <laughs> than it was between anybody else on that set. That was one of my favorite moments in the theater, and why I like going to movies with you because when he first sp- st- like spoke, we were like, Yo, what? <laughs> <laughs> like out loud, like, yeah, not just... get the front of the stand up, I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> audibly he's not saying like oh i thought that no he said that in the middle of the theater and then tom holland followed up was like i can't understand what you're saying yes like, it was a great moment yeah yeah there was also an, a great moment that i successfully identified a latin american actor like i got yeah, antonio banderas was right instead of that. like when we saw in the heights um yeah. look at me it's called growth everybody look it up um <laughs> look it up. Um, Marcus, let me ask you a question. Did this movie leave you feeling like you wanted more no. Uncharted? Well, I'm glad you said that because Sony has declared Uncharted a new franchise. So Surprise. Sony Picture CEO Tom Rothen said basically after all of its success, they are going to look they are going to look into like developing this into a fully fledged uh, franchise. um, And they're going to continue to put that up. They're not sure what it's going to look like, but based on how things are going, they are definitely going to do an uncharted two. The biggest question will be whether or not Mark Wahlberg is involved because as of anybody right now who is in like uh, tentative and not a hundred percent committed to doing a sequel, it's Mark Wahlberg. Um, He said in an interview, that um, he only wanted to do a sequel to Transformers because it was a part of his deal. He really didn't want to do a sequel to Ted. Um, and so the mm. only movie that he really wanted to do a sequel to was Spencer Confidential, which is a like a Netflix oh, movie. That was a good movie. I have not seen that. That was pretty good. Um, that one was pretty good. He said, though, he would. the only reason why he would want to do it a sequel is if the fans really want it and if they can make the sequel better than the first one is what so which is means he didn't like the first one. I don't think he did. And that's, and that's what I was going to kind of pivot into is like based on his comments, based on his demeanor, based on the fact that he spent 10 fucking years, like as this person only to be like, gotcha. Like you're not anymore. Like it's, I don't think he wants to do this. <laughs> I think what I would like between that, because first of all, I feel like they already made that decision to have a sequel way before they saw the numbers uh, yeah to me um but what i would like is if if marky mark and the funky bunch and tom holland mm-hmm. could do more movie do another movie together somewhere oh, in between yeah. to yeah. kind of build more chemistry together because i get not wanting to come back but how oh, do sure. you start with one character and then you know go towards you know like go towards another like it's easy to do you just replace it that's the world we live in now right Right, but he was not the most convincing Sully, so I don't think it's a complete loss if he doesn't come back. No, 
I th- I mean, but yeah, he's going to come back. They're going to pay him that bag to come back. They yeah, they'll he'll be the highest paid person on that set just to get him to second. come back, just to keep him yeah second high, second. other than Tom. But like he'll be up there. I almost think that I would cast him differently. Like knowing that, like I would have spared him the anguish of having to be, <laughs> of having to be the only dude who, like, surprise, you're not, you're not, you're not him anymore. Um, I almost would want like Bruce Campbell to play Sully. I feel like I, I like Bruce Campbell as Sully yeah. so much more than Mark Wahlberg. Like, I yeah. think that his demeanor is better. I think he's, He's got the like devil may care aspect of him, but he also has this like comedic portion. But also if he sat me down for a chat about how I got to have my wits about me and not trust anybody, I'd be like, okay, Bruce Campbell, that's fine. So is is Bruce Campbell sexy enough? Because I feel like the downside is when they're for like, is he sexy? Because there was, there was some character teased in this when they was on the beach. And obviously that was meant to be some cameo, but I did not know what the fuck that's was the going that's the voice actor. Oh. <laughs> and if that is not telling for how we feel about this movie of like, oh, by the way, Marcus, the guy on the beach, that was the voice actor. Oh, <laughs> yeah, cool. cool. I mean, cool, man. It was like an obvious Easter egg because they right. gave him more lines that he was supposed to have to be the the, the guy on the beach. Yeah, but like, okay, cool. There was one other Easter egg in the movie that I noticed, but I didn't care about enough to say anything about. So at the beginning, when Tom is going through his like trunk that they just give you when you're an orphan um, and he opens it on the inside of his suitcase, there's a sticker that says Naughty Dog on it. And that was the video game game company that developed it. That's so I noticed that, too. And I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Um, But again, I was sort of like, nope, not going to do anything with that. Like, so they just kind of like that's it. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But I think we've kind of exhausted our discussion of Uncharted. So, yeah, yeah. Marcus, anything would mm-hmm. should people go see this? Yeah, I say go see it because I feel like um, okay. I got to just that's that's well, odd <laughs> one because it, it's a good movie. And I feel like we as we didn't have any background. What I would say is before you go see it. Maybe go watch the cutscenes from the first two Uncharted. Right. So you can kind of give yourself a good base and go into it knowing that it's not a direct recreation of the video game. It's kind of like a reimagining oh, sure. a little bit, right? So right. that's important to know going into it. And I think like the acting is not terrible. Um everybody didn't there there isn't really any bad, bad points. It's just kind of weird. It feels like I was invited to a party and don't know nobody there. And I'm oh, just kind of sure. like, what the fuck going on? The other sure. reason you should go watch it is because by the time Batman comes out, this shit is going to be a, a, a dust particle to what <laughs> the fuck Batman is about to do. I hope because, it enjoys its three more days of success. <laughs> honestly, no, seriously, like from the reviews that are coming out and the run that No Way Home did and mm-hmm. Batman being a fu- being fucking Batman and Matt Reeves being who he is, like I think as much credit as I've been given Robert Pattinson in my head for Batman and the mm-hmm. success and Zoe Kravitz. Let's also not forget Matt Reeves did Planet of the Apes and did three yeah. good, really Planet of the Ape movies yeah. that were all compelling and had me watching each film. Yeah. So yeah. like he made me feel sorry Uncharted for James because, Franco. And yeah. Well, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> where, where is that guy? That guy has disappeared off the face of the fucking he, earth. He, he's where he needs to be, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, so I say go watch it before Batman comes in and just, you know, we're back on a comic book high again. And there's, you know, once yeah. March comes, it's back to Disney. So if you want something different, it doesn't yeah. feel like you're watching a video game. It could just, it just feels like it's a good treasure hunting movie. So some, it's very lighthearted in the action and it's kind of goofy and comical. So I would yeah. say go watch it. I would say... I would say I'm I'm gonna be a little bit I'm gonna disagree with you, but mm-hmm. for for oddly similar similar reasons. I would say okay. the fact that there isn't anything super special about it, like it is it it's a fun ride. It's a fun it's it's a good ride, it's a good watch. It's just not anything that makes me like stop and be like, holy shit. Yeah. Like I would say wait till it comes out on streaming. Like Sony did sign a deal with Netflix, so it's yeah, going there probably. Like so I would definitely say, like, just wait. 
like just wait a minute and like wait till it comes out in streaming and rent it um, because it's going to be I think you'll be able to do it a little bit more. And then um, in, in a theater, there's just so much stuff that's all over the place. I feel like you'll get pissed that you end up spending that money on Uncharted when you could have just waited a couple of days and gone to Batman. Sure. Support yeah. Tom Holland. Because the more yeah. you support him outside of films that aren't Spider-Man, the more mm-hmm. he'll be more willing to stay and be Spider-Man. Yeah. And he does have acting chops. Remember, like we did the devil That's... all the time. Like he's been in a ton of movies that we've reviewed. So he's it's definitely not, like he's not a bad actor. No. And I think like to what you said, like the the acting isn't bad. The writing's not bad. This just generally feels like a it feels like somebody who's showing off. It's like, yeah. oh, and you see this? Isn't that cool? And it's like okay cool man like it there's a lot of that's like oh neat oh you you killed antonio embarrass banderas good for you you. um i i I just undid all you did goodwill that i earned i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's that's my take is it's like it feels like somebody showing off it feels like this like a uh oh you did that uh, could good good for you. Like I just don't really have a lot invested. So, nah. anything else that you want to say about Uncharted, Marcus? Before yeah, we wrap no. it up, let's, no, let's move on. <laughs> okay, I feel Sounds like good. I'm gonna forget about this movie, and then it'll come back up. Like, oh yeah, they did do this. Yeah, and I'll rewatch it somewhere later down the road. But for now, no. Nah, yeah, yeah, it'll be one of those as you're like doing laundry, and you'll be like, oh shit, I can watch this. Yeah. yeah. That'll, that's how it'll be for me. It's like, oh, I'll turn that on. Yeah. <laughs> like as, as white noise. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Marcus, what do you have to plug? Uh, always follow the mantra. Never offended. Always humble. Um, the new Noah site is out now. The link in my bio. All of my socials are Marcus J. Destin. Now I can officially say that Snapchat was has now allowed me to change my goddamn name. So <laughs> <laughs> um, at Marcus J. Destin on all my socials, reach out. Um, you know, if you, you want me to come do a speaking engagement, I will do that. Hosting, I do that now. It's freelance and stuff like that, too, as well. So, yeah, we're out here. Follow the mantra, literally and in real life, underscore, underscore the mantra on Instagram. Never offended, always humble. Awesome. And uh, if you're interested in any uh, fun recipes or crafting ideas, you can head over to thelovenerds.com. Um, I'm sure that both Brian and his lovely wife, Maggie, would appreciate that. Um, and then you can always follow us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we got some big stuff coming this season. Super excited. Just crossed over that 100 episode mark. So continue to share us with your friends and family um, because we got good stuff coming and we got good stuff popping um and if you want to watch our silly shenanigans on tiktok you can follow us at films and black and white on tiktok we're also at films and black and white on instagram and facebook um and so yeah keep supporting us there we would love to have you join uh in in our shenanigans but marcus yeah we have a three-step process to success um and since brian is not here i would love it if you would give us our first key to success for sure, the first key to success is uh, you want to read a book. Got to read a book, y'all. Got to read a book. Read something. Um, there's a lot of news happening. You should be you should be well connected with everything in the world around you. So, pick up a newspaper. Pick up a book. You know, audio books are also perfectly fine. Podcasts that talk about books are also fine. It, it introduces yeah. you to something new. But you just want to take some time and pick up and read a book for sure um the next key to success is to drink some water y'all look it is gonna start to get nice out here it's gonna start to get really like sunny out and you're gonna want to go for walks or runs or whatever and your bones are gonna be creaking because you didn't drink enough water and stay hydrated so just drink some water keep yourself hydrated so you can enjoy all the fun in the sun is right Sorry, and Marcus, outro music. No, you're fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's our third step? What's our third key to success? The this third music key was to throwing my ass off. Is to wash your 
ass, okay? Uh, listen, you don't want to be walking around with stinky ass. You don't want to be, you know, it was hot today. Some people got caught slipping because, you know what I mean, they thought the cold was going to snuff out that smell. That's mm-hmm. not how that works. That's All not right? how so that works. Make sure that you are washing that ass. Grab your new loofah. That loofah you got that we told you to buy in season one is old. And it's it old has holes in it. So you need to wash your ass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's fine. That's that's incredible. And highlights the importance, I believe. With it that. does. Don't be gross um, like me. That's true. We will be back next week with an episode covering Matt Reeves' The Batman. Um, we're very excited to uh, cover that with y'all. Um, in the meantime, in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will catch y'all next week. No, you can't my